0: Welcome back to The Way We See It. Today, I am chatting with the gorgeous Tammy. I'm going to get her to tell you all about her, not me, um, but we connected on Instagram and obviously, as we know, Instagram is life and you get to really get a sense of what somebody's passionate about. And I could just tell from what she was sharing with her podcast and what her podcast was about that there were a lot of synergies in the way that we think and kind of the way that we behave, even though we might come from completely different backgrounds with a completely different life objective. So Tammy, I'm not going to you know, do you a disservice by doing half an introduction <laughs> then I would love for you to tell us a little bit about what it is that you currently do and I guess what you're about.
1: Yeah, hello. Um, well, um, I work for my T fitness personal training company. Um, and my ethos is to empower people on a daily basis. Um, through through what I'm doing at the moment, I've started a podcast called Get Over It. And it's just it's about giving females a platform, so strong females within our industry. So I've had powerlifters, I've had Olympic lifters, I've had Olympic rowers. And it's just to get their message across and so that other females can see what sort of barriers people that have been successful have come up against to see that the barriers that we, are, we do come up against are normal. We all come up, up against the same things. Um, ultimately, what, what I want to do is get more females in the gym and get more females being confident with a barbell get them away from the treadmills, get them away from the rowers, um, that mundane sort of routine. So at the minute, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do.
0: Oh, I love that. So <laughs> tell me about, uh, you, you mentioned something there about you know, this podcast being a lot about overcoming barriers and helping people see that, you know, the, the weights room and the gym can be that platform to empower people. So how mm-hmm. did you get into fitness What's your story with the kind of how fitness changed your life? Because you wouldn't be doing it unless there was a story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so from a very, very early age, I've been into sports massively. Um, and When I got to about 14, I got dared to do a dance class. I was quite a tomboy, and I still am. Um, and I turned up to a dance class in a fully united kit, covered in mud, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm here to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And um, from there, that was my journey. It saved me. Dance saved me. I come from a really deprived area, um, lots of troubles in my life, um, and I found something that I connected with that I could put all my emotions into, so to speak. Um, it's something that could I could express what I was feeling. Um, I went on to university, and then I continue. I went back into the charity organisation that showed me how to dance and went on to teach more kids and I did it for about fifteen years and it was just getting to a point where you know when you have all these you have all these amazing talented kids, and they can go so far and it was getting to a point where they were choosing drugs and drink, and it was getting really upsetting and and I've been there myself I've taken drugs that you know I've used things like that to escape um and I start, I, and I just thought, I need something else. And I thought, why not help adults? And I went and did my PT qualification. Not a clue. Never stepped foot in the gym. Um, I just lifted a barbell for the first time. I was like, shit, this is insane. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I,
0: I say fuck every third way. Yeah. Oh, great, great. This is good. <laughs> um,
1: and just from then on, I think I've always had it in me to help people. I think, it's, I think it's a big driver of me and my personality that I want to help people. I want people to succeed. I'm not out for myself. I probably put people before myself all the time.
0: Um, oh, well, we'll have a word about that off <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: And then the other, the other part is that I, I've suffered from an eating disorder most of my life.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and I see within our industry, there's not a level of entry and a lot of people are feeding into people's disordered eating and they're making it worse within the industry and I wanted to make a bit of a change so I love that yeah (laughs) I mean
0: if you don't mind because I know you said you're a bit of an open book I'd love for you to expand a little bit on the disordered eating Mm -hmm. I've had my own journeys and experiences and my clients you know when I was when I was coaching in that space is you know something that's quite common I've got a lot of friends who are still battling that so yeah if you could speak a little bit into that journey and kind of I guess where it started and way, you know bringing us up to date in yeah. terms of where you are now. I think that would be amazing to share with people.
1: So for me, um, as I've got older, I've realised it, it, it happened a lot, a lot sooner than I I clicked on. Um, so I was in and out of the care system, and food became something I could control, um, and it was the way that I gained control of what I was going through. When I went to uni and started dance, that's when I. It did get bad. That's when purging started, restrictive cycles. And at that point, it, you know, you don't, you don't look back and think, oh, I had an eating disorder. You, at that point, you, you're a troubled person and this is, this is how I'm going to deal with it. Um, and I guess it comes from a, a form of self-worth. I, 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 I'm massively growing on that at the moment. It's still a real struggle for me. Um, but I didn't love myself enough to fuel my body for what I needed I suppose Um, and about two years ago my amazing partner paid for me a nutritionist um she's called Apollo Nutrition you might have seen her on Instagram she's really good Um, and we did a lot of we did a lot of stuff Uh, spent spent about six months with her and I've just got a better understanding of myself and food now and you know to do what I do I need to fuel my body to be who I am my body needs food um, but I know there's a lot more people out there that have been for a lot worse um,
0: yeah but I just think that story is so true though and you know my journey with food was very similar in a time of feeling like I couldn't control anything it was the thing that I chose to control I never purged I'm always really honest about that it was mm-hmm. never but mine was always about the numbers and the calories and you know you made a really interesting point about the fact that there's a huge part of the industry feeding the problem and if I if I look back you know we didn't have Instagram I mean this is how crazy it is yeah I didn't have Instagram right when I was 16, 17 seventeen. I'm, I'm like, nearly fit at all. Well, yes, I feel like sometimes I think it's a good thing. And some, you know, sometimes I think, Oh God, what a shame, because I might have been able to educate myself. Mm-hmm. But then, to your point, there is a huge wave in the industry saying all that matters is calorie intake. Yeah. And yeah. that is exactly feeding into that disordered eating problem of those you know my thing was I was obsessed with calories but I kept a little black and it was actually a little black book how funny um (laughs) I could literally track every calorie I consumed you know my goal was to eat less than a thousand calories a day you know and I was training in the gym two hours walking I was at uni too you know so this kind of this cycle continued and you're so right I honestly believe it's because you lack that sense of self-knowing that self-worth that self-love and you know I didn't go in and out of the care system I had a wonderful loving childhood but I still came out with my own issues because i don't think there is a there is no perfect childhood there is no, no perfect upbringing i honestly believe that that time is just such a formative time and unless you have a role model yeah or a mentor that can help put you on the straight and narrow you know i've been the same as you i've spent you know a whole summer just taking so many drugs i didn't even know my own name yeah because it's the only way i knew how to deal with this avalanche of emotions
1: it's a, it's a route of self-sabotage yeah. and it's, it's a really hard cycle to get out of yeah. i still suffer now like yeah <laughs> i've um so i went through a really bad breakup um i'm, I'm gay i have a so uh, me and my ex-fiancé we had a little girl we chose to have a little girl together uh we did private donation uh we split up really nicely we just fell out of love she's disappeared with my daughter my daughter's five now i haven't seen her since she was three so at the minute that's something that i battle every day i don't I've never experienced it. And it's like grieving for someone that's alive and it's a daily, daily struggle. And part of that is a big part of who I am now. Um, And my new fiance, like she has to go through that. She has to live with that person. And sometimes I'm not a very nice person. And sometimes I still use alcohol to do that. And this is why it's, if I can put my pain into something really strong, whether it be the females in the gym, whether it be some form of project, at least I can take on that and take the positive from that, that I can build somebody else.
0: Yeah, the channeling of it.
1: Yeah, I want to channel it into something positive.
0: Like you said about dance, it's really interesting. There's quite a lot of girls in my team, my sales team that, you know, are dance teachers or professional dancers. And one of the things that they've always said to me, it's just how they express themselves. And I think this last 12 months, you know, when they've been just dancing in their freaking living room and haven't had that outlet, they've, you know, I've seen them, I've seen what that's done to them. And that ability to not express... Mm -hmm. themselves fully and I just think that you know I I personally disagree that the gyms are closed I think that that should have been fitness spaces and anything related to health should have stayed open throughout this whole thing it's my personal opinion yeah personal because again my experience of it is you know I got into training because it made me feel strong and powerful and you know it empowered me to have everything I have now right yeah So I guess a question to you. So if somebody right now is listening to this and, you know, if I'm honest, most people are probably into fitness if they follow me, like they've got a fitness journey going on. Right. But I guess if somebody right now has maybe lost their way with their fitness journey, especially with home workouts suck, right? Let's face Mm it, suck ass. So if someone's lost their way with their fitness journey, you know, and especially with, you know, the time this will go live is, you know, we'll still have another at least four weeks probably until the, the gym's open. I guess, what would your advice be to somebody that, you know, as yourself, as someone who's lost your way and put yourself back on the way many times, what would your advice be to someone that feels a little bit out of whack right now?
1: No, matter, I think it's really important, no matter how many times you hit the ground, you've got to bounce back up. That's, you know, no matter how bad it feels, just get back up, one step at a time. Take it, take the loss. If you're struggling to exercise at the moment, don't put that pressure on yourself. You don't need to. We're not... We're not perfect. We're human beings. If you don't feel like training whilst we're in lockdown, don't train whilst we're in lockdown. Wait till the gyms are open. That's fine. If that makes you feel okay. However, if you do want to move and you do feel better moving, check out some coaches on Instagram. Check out people. There's so much free stuff out there at the minute that everyone's doing to support everyone. I've got home workouts. Come give me a message. Come and speak to me. Just do what feels right for you. Um, I've, I've entered a competition. I've done a competition in lockdown. Like, I I did my first Olympic lifting competition. So, and I only have a 20kg bar and two 5kg plates. So I'm kind of luckier than some people, but not as lucky as others. It's just, do you. Mm. I go on tangents.
0: No, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm so worried.
1: I I don't think there's a one size fits all. Everyone's dealing with this differently. So do what's going to help you deal with the situation.
0: Yeah, 1 million percent. And I think that, you know, obviously a huge part of my journey has been personal growth and personal development and learning to get to know myself. And you mentioned that you obviously work with a nutritionist to kind of, you know, educate yourself to so kind mm-hmm. of provide that education and awareness side. I guess, you know, for you, are there any personal development sources, whether it's, you know, other people's podcasts or books that you've read or listened to, or has there anything that's been a fundamental game changer for you, I guess, in that personal development space?
1: Huge. Um, I actually got a guest um, from the podcast that pretty much helped me. Um, have you heard of the Fit and Fearless Girl Gaines. Uh Victoria Spence. I got her on one of my podcasts and she's been a true inspiration to me. She was a dancer, she had an eating disorder. Her and all the girls brought Girl Gang together and just the empowerment and the message that they take across. Um, so that was quite a quite big win for me for a lockdown. And I was like, oh my God. Um, another, another woman um, to follow ESG, Emma Story Garden. She's insane. Like she just, she just knows.
0: Emma's um, an friend of mine. She's
1: awesome. I had her on a couple of weeks ago as well. Um,
0: so, like I she's think... so knowledgeable. It blows you right. Like, oh, where does she store it? I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the same as you. When I've heard her speak of body power, and like, you know, whatever, I'm like, Emma, where does, where yeah. is this? Like, do you have a filing cabinet that none of us know about? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, I, you know, and I think it's amazing. And I think the messages that she puts across are real and people can relate to them even the average Joe can relate to Emma because she puts it in such a way that it is relatable because some people can get into science and go on tangents and get you confused and you're just like what am I actually reading right now but she's just straightforward and her podcasts are, are really good so yeah for me it's Victoria Spence and Emma Story Gordon.
0: Oh I love that okay amazing so what tell me about your podcast so what made you you know go from just becoming a personal trainer to kind of you know empower yourself to then how did you turn that into a business i guess and then in turn you know how did this podcast come about
1: so um i don't generally work with men it's not something it's something that i've always i weigh 47 kilograms now most men can bench that. How can I spot them safely and securely?
0: Um, hey, I'm the same. I wear, like, I'm tiny. Yeah, do just, you know? And I'm just like... PT'ing, it just never works. You've got to be safe. I think I've PTed
1: two guys in the, in the whole five years I've been PTing. Um, but I do get women of all ages. Like, my target market is not just a certain age bracket. And I get these women coming to me. They'll come in. They'll be so shy. They'll do two or three months. And just to watch the growth not only in the gym but outside work outside of the gym like going for job interviews and absolutely smashing it whereas three months ago they'd have gone in with their head down um one of my favorite um clients is Anne. she was 60 years old she came in three times a week and you know when you do um so you do your pre-consultation you ask a lot of questions the woman did a pre-consultation without even In the email, the pre-consultation was all done. She wanted to get healthy. Her daughters were getting older. They were going to start having grandkids. And she was just insane. Like she was training more than like half of the younger lasses. And that's what got me into I want to build women up. So it started with like um a course in the gym. And obviously, I can only hit that out at so many people to inspire them to lift. So I just thought there's so many amazing females in the industry right now that have a message that can put out there. So I got them, I just started the podcast. I got pushed into it. It's not something that took much for, And here we are.
0: <laughs> oh, that's absolutely amazing. And I love that. And, you know, the story behind my podcast is i just found that I was repeating myself so often, you know, I was bringing out the same messages back and yeah. forth, back and forth constantly. And I was like, you know what, there needs to be somewhere other than IGTV to put this. And somewhere where, you know, you can communicate with someone and, and really get to know someone. I think on Instagram, you're always aware of, you know, the alert. Who's, what, yeah. Who's watching. And I just, I never feel like I fully surrender into who I am when everybody's watching.
1: It's a lot more personal this way as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, yeah I get
1: that. I've, I've learned a lot about people um, that I probably wouldn't have if it would have just been on a post or putting them on a story. Mm.
0: So with your podcast, mm-hmm. you, obviously we were chatting off air before we jumped on. You were kind of sharing with me kind of your future vision for where you want to go and what you want to do with it in the long term because of like you say your background and where you come Mm -hmm. from i'd love you to share a little bit about what your plans are and why that means so much to you
1: so um where so i come from real working class backgrounds not everyone can afford a gym membership not everyone's got the bollocks to get into a gym it's it's just not done so what i want to do with get over here is build a charity a non-profit organization that sets up within communities and we run sessions weekly for women and young young females from the age of 14 right up to 60 70 where they've got an outlet to come learn how to train learn learn technique learn things properly without influencers or this um, and just gain some confidence and be healthy so because in in deprived areas health is a big it's a big issue because people don't have a bigger income some diet uh fast food processed food you know and in these areas it is hard so it's I I guess I'm just wanting to give back
0: that's amazing though because and I feel same as you there are things that I'm passionate about causes that I want to kind of inspire and support but I just think the way that you have you've almost built the business with that in mind from day one and that doesn't always happen you know sometimes Mm -hmm. people build a business. And I do sometimes believe, and maybe this is, <laughs> maybe this is a bit that you need to work on, is that we have to be full. So we have to put ourselves first so that we can be full so we can teach others to do that. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't have children, but one of the the most common things I see, particularly with parents is, you know, that they pour so much love into their children. There's nothing left for them. And I think yeah. that's your daughter. Do you want her to go on and live and breathe and think like that? Exactly. You're pouring into a man at 17 who doesn't really give a shit about her. Yeah, That's what's happened to most. Of, that's what happened to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> poured into somebody else and he didn't even care. He went and cheated on me. So that was when my eating disorder went haywire, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like if we as women don't start pouring into ourselves and putting ourselves first and value, you know, valuing ourselves, we won't teach our children to do it. Anymore.
1: Exactly. And this is the thing. If I can get these women in, Teach them just an element of love themselves or, you know, put your, your time is important. Because we do get a lot of mums that are like, oh, no, but I've got the kids this day. I've got, make time for you. Mm. Come in and do an hour a week. And that's going to pour on to the next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully build that better. Um My partner is currently, she's a singer. And she's just done a huge project. She's um, releasing a song on International Women's Day called Girl Talk. She's got 24 female artists on it amazing and this is what we should all be doing as females working as a collective working as a group and building each other up it's becoming more of a trend on instagram and tiktok where it's build the females up we shouldn't need trends we should be doing it anyway build power we should all be working as communities and building each other because when you work as a team i believe you get a better outcome
0: yeah absolutely like and I, I totally agree. And it's one of the reasons why this podcast has always seen, like, as much as it's my podcast, it's never really about me. It's never about shining yeah. a light on me. It's about shining a light on the people that I'm like, wow, she's doing something. She's got an amazing Instagram. You know, yeah. it's only by chance that I come across these profiles, right? I don't go hunting them out. And so what I love about that is that I do believe that I'm meant to cross paths with these people so yeah. that. I can give access to that. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, take a sideswipe now and talk about something a little bit separate. So, obviously, right now, like we say, gyms are closed. Mm-hmm. It's not my personal agreement that that should be the case. Obviously, they're talking about potentially bringing back Eat Out to help out. They're talking about slashing the... Don't get me p- started. I'm <laughs> getting started because I want to know. So, obviously, there was a, you know, Nick Capo has been an absolute inspiration to our entire industry. You know, stand- what a legend. I mean, what a freaking legend. But what I wanted to kind of speak into is what are your thoughts on, you know, a workout to help out scheme or... Oh, I love
1: it. 100% behind that. Like, we need to do something like that. I think what lockdown has done has shown people how important health and fitness is. It's grown that. And I think, why don't we put it out to help out? Like, look, what are you doing? You're just feeding the nation. You're feeding the nation that's already building into obesity. Stop it. Open the gym's. <laughs>
0: I (laughs) totally agree.
1: You say that the NHS is stressed, and I get that, and I work with a lot of nurses, and and it is stretched. Let's just make it a bit more stretched.
0: Let's make it more and more diabetes, why not? Well, this is the
1: thing, the charity, so I worked for uh, Dance Action Zone funded the government funded by the NHS, and it is to um, eliminate diabetes within children, get them active. It It costs 23p for the government, for these kids to do a class. But when one of these kids gets diabetes, it can cost anything up to £80 to go see a doctor and have the treatment that they need every time.
0: Babe, that figure is insane. 23 p
1: 23 p to go do an hour's class in a community centre somewhere. So this is the point, like They're saying that it's stretched, but they keep doing the schemes, eat out to help out. It, it blows my mind. Babe, it... <coughs>
0: So I wanted to ask you, this is a common question I always ask everybody. Are there any quotes or like mantras Mm -hmm. you live by or that someone would say, oh yeah, God, Tammy says it all the time.
1: The body says what words cannot and it's by Martha Graham.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry.
1: And I have a a tattoo of it as well.
0: (laughs) Okay, so talk to me about that quote. Who
1: says it? it Martha Graham, uh, she basically created contemporary dance. Um, uh, So she took um, the way that she dance ballet was deemed as ugly and it became a whole um art form contemporary dance
0: oh my god that is absolutely freaking wild i love that is there anything else that you say like any phrases or anything that you know people are like she says it all the time here um
1: (laughs) um, building you one barbell at a time
0: oh i love it babe i love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, you have been an absolute joy to talk to like thank I, you
1: so much like honestly
0: like, why does you want me on you? I just but, yeah. I'm excited for you I, I can just see that you know a year from now two years from now that that foundation will absolutely be born you have that you know and if there's anything I can ever do to support you just drop me a message because what you're thank doing you. is what so many people need like they need it I think it's just sometimes it's finding that way in and if you've got that way in then it's time to get behind people. Just like Nick Capo did, right? He had the way yeah. in, he has the clout yeah. behind him. You know, if we've got leverage, then let's leverage it. Because I really believe that, as you say, one barbell, one female at a time, we can change the world because you put more heart-centered women at the center of things, we will make a difference. Yes. So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. And if anyone thank you wants to follow agenda. you, what is the name of your podcast? What is your Instagram? Where can they come find you?
1: So the podcast you can do, um, it's Get Over It and there is a season called Get Over It Gets Testy, where we had a whole month of men this month. Uh, We've still got two guys to go. We've got Kyle Green who is a bodybuilder and we've got Tom the Viking Crosby who's an MMA fighter. Uh, You'll be able to catch him Friday and Saturday. And my Instagram is at tfitnesswithtami. Love it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you darling. And that was the way that we see it.